I asked him why recently. I'm like, why did you, for three years, I could not market? And he said, because you were telling everybody and yourself you trusted me, but you did not trust me. And, Mm. yeah, and you truly didn't care about the people on the other side. They were a transaction. Encouraging, inspiring, and equipping leaders. This is Coach and Joe. Hey, everybody. I'm excited about today's show. I'm going to be talking with Bo Cable one more time about some really practical kingdom principles to implement in the marketplace and also in church leadership, wherever your sphere of influence is, to really help you see a harvest that the Father wants for you. May we never be called those that limit God like Psalm 78. Let's think the way he thinks and implement some timeless principles that Bo's learned along the way that I really think will help you. Welcome to Coach and Joe. My name is Chad Norris here with Bo Cable, part three of a conversation on your journey with the Father, but also in the marketplace. I'm stirred up about this one because I felt like in the last show, I'm, I'm learning. Let's jump back in. You don't listen to your wife. You name the ice cream restaurant, the worst name I've ever heard for, I wouldn't shop there. Where'd you get your ice cream from? Who knows? I don't remember. Wackies. Imagine, hey, Wendy, let's take the family to get some ice cream at Wackies. I love these stories because successful people always have a wacky story. <laughs> always. Yeah. Have you ever read Abraham Lincoln's biography? No. Greatest president in American history? He had about 50 wacky stories. So you rebounded. You're a rebounder. That's just who you are. That's your whole journey. You work for two men in the real estate world. And then, okay, so now we're into 2003-ish. Where are we at now? When you when did you really start rock and rolling with, okay, now you've stewarded someone else's vision. Now you're out on your own and you're really starting to flip houses and do real estate deals. Yeah, it was really neat. We, uh, <clears throat> we were victims of Hurricane Ivan okay. in a sense. Whoa. And so we moved to uh, Huntsville, Alabama. Um, we found that place because our youth pastor and, and us were really close friends. We needed a place to stay after the storm, and uh, he had a friend up there. And so uh, mm. we went there, and we felt like the Lord said, move here. So we moved there. Huntsville, Alabama. Huntsville, I didn't Alabama. know this. Yeah. And um, while we were staying in this house, there was a brand new house being built across the street. We ended up buying it. Uh, great house. But I highly recommend don't buy the largest house in the neighborhood. It was harder to sell. <laughs> yeah. But um, we moved there. And uh, while I was in Florida and, and working for this gentleman, the real estate firm I was with also uh, owned and ran a real estate investor association. They didn't have one in Huntsville, Alabama. So I started it. Brandon, nobody knew me there. And uh, we ended up having about 600 paying investors who, who paid a monthly fee to be a member and we'd have monthly meetings. And um, so that's kind of where it's all started taking off. Now that explodes inside me. I just feel like the father's showing me that really was a, a, a marker in your life because what, what year was this? Ish. Four or five. Okay. So 2022 now that investing group really makes sense as I know your journey because in 2022, that really makes sense. But that's really where it started. So once again, here's another principle. The Father brought you not just what you needed, but who you needed. In kingdom initiatives in the marketplace, what I've learned, it's mostly about not just obedience to the Father, but partnerships. 
Yes. People helping people. Yeah. So I, we would meet monthly and, and I, uh, we, uh, we had an attorney who paid for meals and, and there'd be a hundred to 200 people there every month. And, uh, people, uh, I would bring in other national speakers on the topics. And, uh, so I was just facilitating, but other investors started coming to me, newer, newer investors and saying, Hey, I have money. You have knowledge. You want to do some deals together? Ooh, say that again. I have money. You have knowledge. Yeah. You want to partner? And that's how I got my start beyond the first one I ever did in Asheville. And uh, I started partnering with these people, bringing my knowledge of the, of how to make money in real estate. They brought the money. We split 50, 50 and we did a ton of deals back in the day. I think a lack of partnership in the marketplace, it probably stems from greed. It does. Okay. So let's think about this. Go back to the new Testament in your mind. This rabbi is a little bit different than other rabbis. Blind eyes are opening. I mean, it's some bizarre stuff going on. The end of John, it says there's not enough books in the world to contain what he did. But yet, as he is ascending, he gathers disciples. I believe there's 72 of them. And he sends them out in twos. twos. So why would he not send them out in twos into the marketplace? I, I have a word for a lot of marketplace leaders that are listening to this. Be careful you're not on an isolated island trying to figure stuff out. I feel God on this. Your thoughts on that? Because you don't do that. You're not isolated marketplace. Lord will not allow me to do that. You know, I, 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 I partner with other people still to this day. I know you do. And there are times when I don't need anybody else on the deal. Mm -hmm. Nick and I can mm -hmm. finance it ourselves, And, and the Lord keeps saying, no, it's about, it's not about you. It's about the whole. Well, I even asked you, I've invested with you twice on a house you flipped. You don't need my money. So I asked you early on, I'm a straight shooter. Why are you doing this? And you said what you just said. You're going to get so sick of me saying this, and it just is what it is. My dad had a mentor named R.E. Littlejohn, a wealthy leader in Spartanburg, South Carolina. He owned a community cash chain of grocery stores. Pat Williams was his number one disciple. Pat Williams went on to buy the Orlando Magic. He's the owner. Of the, he was the owner of Orlando Magic. He wrote a book about his mentor, R.E. Littlejohn, The Lifetime Secrets of R.E. Littlejohn. You know what his number one secret was? If you help someone who cannot help you, God will always blow doors open for you that he would not have otherwise. It's so true. Well, it's in his nature. It's the only religion in the world, Bo, where Jesus Christ, God Almighty, comes to earth to serve us. Excuse me? Every other religion is trying to get to God. Yeah. So why not bring that principle into the marketplace? Yes. Have you seen the direct correlation of helping someone that can't help you and how it even impacts you financially on the next deal or deals? Absolutely. All day long. All day long. Um, there, they've, there've been times when all the numbers say one thing. And so I'm set, I'm, I'm okay with that number. And, and I make sure that we, 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 we do these deals with integrity and character and we try to follow the, all the numbers and all the stuff. But I've seen times where like, wait a minute, I just got a 20 extra thousand or 30 extra thousand that was not supposed to be there. And I really think it's because I obeyed the Lord, brought other people in 100%. and shared with them in the wealth to help build their wealth. Not a doubt in my mind. I, I haven't talked to you about this too much because honestly, I've been really stewing on it for about a year. But you know how one of your big DNA core beliefs, you and Nikki, is let it come to you, don't go to it. Whatever it is, 
right. um, the person you need to partner with, I mean, for heaven's sakes, the church you need to attend, the job you need to take, the deal you need to, whatever. I could go on and on and on and on. I cannot shake the idea for the past two years. I talked to Wendy and then a spiritual daughter of ours, uh, Brittany Bates, of me owning a wedding venue. Bo, you know me. I I am not a handyman. I, I, I'm a scratch golfer. That's just what I do. I play golf. I'm not, um, I'm not like you in, in that way. You, you can, I can see stuff a little bit, but in terms of like executing, mm -mm. I know this has to be God because it's like, I can't get it out of my mind. And my, my, my point is this recently you've helped me. I need you in this way more than you need me. But doors are starting to open for me on the idea that came to me. In the last episode, you talked about ice cream shop. That was your idea. But when it's a God idea, here's, here is a surefire way to know it's God. When you say, are you sure you're talking to the right son down here, Father? I know you have a lot of kids on the earth. Huh? It just It's like Simon Peter cannot catch fish, and he is a professional fisherman. I mean, a wealthy one. And then the Lord says, hey, throw it right there. I, I, there have been some words over, I started a company. You've been involved with this. It's called Norris Hospitality. Things are falling into place. Some people on the team, there's one particular person on the team. Her role is she's the spy. The Lord shows her land. This is what I'm trying to say. I think success comes when we just give up. Give up in a healthy way. Yes. And we just help. So the Father tells you, help John Doe. Well, the shrewd businessman would say, why would I help someone who's going to be a competitor who can't help me? That's not the kingdom. Nope. You've seen this over and over and over. Over and over. When did you, you even carry a burden for it. So I talked to you about a year ago about this. When did, when did that R.E. Littlejohn thing became a, become a burden to you to even help people that can't help you? There's always been a little bit because I was the underdog growing up and all that homeless. stuff. Homeless. Homeless, the whole thing. So there's always been a little bit of that in there. Um, but I think we're a few years ago, you preached a, a message and, and you were not even talking kingdom, ecclesia, business, anything. Mm -hmm. And you said, I believe right now the, the fathers want mm -hmm. all the business owners to go home and write a letter of resignation. I remember. And... Up to that point, I, I mean, I didn't spend, I, I didn't do a whole lot to what I heard at church, just to be honest with you. I, you know what I mean? I just mm -hmm. went and mm -hmm. something something triggered that day. And uh, I remember mm -hmm. when Nikki and I went home and we wrote that thing out from the heart. It was heartfelt. We weeped and cried, scared to death. Now, I've never asked it. you this. Can you see on a metric since, was that about six years ago? Yeah. Can you notice on a metric an increase in financial capital through your business? <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you a question. 2,000%. Maybe God's real. Yes. Here's the point, Bo. Jeremiah Johnson recently prophesied over me, God's made me thorny. This sounds like a thorn, but maybe more people aren't more successful because they've never surrendered to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. It's an ongoing journey. Every day, really. It is every day. Nick and I have to talk about it. Are we, are we still giving this business over to him? All right, but, let, but let me ask you a question. You know, a lot of people say you're not supposed to judge. I get it, but there is something we are supposed to judge. 
if you and me go plant apple trees at some point those apple trees better be producing <laughs> apples apples right i mean you start a generous garden you understand produce i look at the fruit on y'all's businesses i just asked you on the metric can you tell i'm telling you believing in jesus and going at the foot of the cross and just giving everything up are not the same thing simon, simon the sorcerer believed in jesus rich young ruler believed in jesus I think the key, the Father showed me, I'm just going to train a lot of marketplace leaders in spiritual capital. You know that spiritual capital will make somebody wealthy? Yeah. If you'll just turn your business over. I was in Sheffield, England. I got a word over someone. I said, if you'll resign, God will bless you. You ought to hear his testimony. I, I should have filmed him. He was here recently. Okay, so you started surrendering and partnering. Surrendering and partnering. This could be a book. And then God started blessing. Yes. What has been a couple of takeaways that you would share? Because you and me are going to be doing some immersions together and training some young leaders, business leaders, on how to walk in spiritual capital and in the marketplace. And we're going to have an opportunity, instead of just inspiring, to teach how this stuff works. What are a couple of things you would say to a, a young vocable? may not be real estate, maybe something else. What would you give away of what you've learned about surrendering to the Father, but also developing a competency in your craft? If you, if you a couple of steps to get someone to the next stage, what would you tell them in, in whatever they're doing for a living? You know, we, we uh, typical small business owners or business owners or people wanting to aspire to be one would typically go to workshops or these rah-rah sessions and all this stuff and they get all pumped up and fired up and go after it. What I've seen through that is there's, there's a lot of blindness it comes with that, meaning this. Um, we get pumped up a lot of times or excited and that our idea, our idea is the only way to do it. And so we start going into the pride and arrogance or ashamed to ask for help and not inviting other people into the walk. So I think you need other people walking with you through this journey. Mm -hmm. um, you have to. It's like you said in one of the other episodes, go find that person. Like, go find people that, that you can ask and get help from. They will help you. They're out there. Um, and then I think there's, a, there's that piece. And then there's the piece like you've got, you've got to study and really know whatever it is, the business or whatever thing you're called to. Like, know it. Like, know it. A lot of people don't. They know just enough to sell it or to make it look good. You got to know it. Mm -hmm. Like like you've said a couple of times when we've looked at, at properties, I know real estate mm -hmm. really, really well. Mm -hmm. But it's not just because I think about it. It's because mm -hmm. we study on a weekly, daily basis. Which work. is different from Revelation. You know, wisdom is earned over a, a, a period of time. Malcolm Gladwell, unbelievable writer who studies trends. He calls it the 10,000-hour rule. Yeah. Whether you're a golfer or you're in real estate, around the 10,000 hour of you developing your craft, he calls it like a gene, internal genius sets in to where it becomes a sixth sense. Yeah. But it doesn't come before those 10,000 hours. So what I hear you saying is don't just trust God, but put your time in. It's a partnership with the Father, I believe, honestly. Like when I had the generous garden, I knew nothing about gardening. Nothing. Nothing. I think it was wildly successful in growing produce. Awards. 
Yes. Regionally recognized. Nationally. But nationally. But here's here's the point. Yes, God was with you. That's not the only thing that happened though. You learned the craft of you even created a system to uh, multiply fish. Yep. What'd you do? YouTube it? I did. Okay, so that's hours put in, right? Yeah, and then I I asked other people to come in that were smarter than me (laughs) to help me create the system. You know that Warren Buffett still studies uh, how the stock market works? Isn't that incredible? Yeah, I love it, though. My wife is fanatical on uh, inspiring people to be lifelong learners. Matter of fact, I just got a $25,000 word of knowledge over my wife. I was like, Lord, you tricked me. I said, Wendy, the father wants you to go back to school. And, and it was a whole God thing and, and it, to get her master's degree. And then she told me what it was going to cost. And I was like, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> but here she is. I mean, she's about to have her second baby go to college. My wife's going back to school. I, John Maxwell tells a story of a 95-year-old woman on her deathbed that he knew. She had five goals written out. She had five goals when she wow. gave up her last Wow. It's exciting that you know it reminds me of Caleb. He's an old man. They fought many battles. He tells Joshua, "You promised me that land." I met a man today, eighty-eight years old. His name is Bob. Lives in my neighborhood. You want to know what Bob is doing at eighty-eight right now? He is refurbishing, remodeling his house. And this wow. is what he said to me, Chad: "If I sit on my butt, I'd die." Yeah. The point is, it's not just supposed to be given to us. Yeah. Like I like how Dave Ramsey says, uh, God feeds the birds, but I don't, I don't think the little fairy comes into the nest and feeds them. You got to rise and grind. I've learned from you. You do both. You're trusting the Father. And evidence of that is giving your company over to Him. That's terrifying, by the way. Oh. It's easier to work your butt off. Yes. Than absolutely. to write that letter. Yeah. That letter. That letter's scary. Yeah, there's no trust involved when you do the other way. But you're also a learner. Yeah. Trends. Yes. I'm going to Orlando soon for my second Dave Ramsey leadership conference. I want to learn. Yeah. Why do people, what are these two ditches? Oh, God's got it. Or, oh, I got it. Why, why do we have a hard time staying in the radical middle on that? Your thoughts? Fear, trust, issues. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you a quick story? Mm-hmm. So after we write the letter of resignation, Coming up in the fall, you know, all good business people sit down in the fall and you start planning for next year, making all your budgeting and your marketing and all that. So um, I decided to do things different. This time I started inviting the the Father and the Holy Spirit and Jesus into that and saying, well, all right, God, what do you got for us this coming year? What, What new marketing plan? And as a realtor, you know, people are always flashing shiny objects at us and market this way, do this, do this, you know. And so it gets overwhelming and confusing. So I said, I'm going to, this time I'm going to invite him into my business because I already made him CEO. What do you want us to do? He said, I want you to 100% marketing. I have a marketing background. I went to school for marketing, you know, some online stuff and and then just marketing. I loved it. You have to quit marketing 100%. The father said that. 100%. Quit marketing. Mm. I want you to do one thing. I want you to pray for the people that I put into your life. And when you're praying for them, some of them you're allowed to pray for them in person and others you cannot, you'll pray for them in, in private. You and Nikki. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, whatever, God. Okay, cool, whatever. And um, I, 
we popcorned every once in a while just because you're supposed to pray for people and it makes you look good when you find another Christian. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I didn't. T- we didn't take it serious that year. Fall comes up again. All right, God, here we are again. What's a new plan? I get it. And he goes, I told you last year and you didn't obey. I look back on that year and it was it was not a very good year <laughs> financially. It got my attention and Nikki's attention in that coming year. We um, we took it serious. We quit marketing whatsoever, and we started praying for people. We took it really serious, and our business quadrupled. And uh, still to this day, is not until this year he told us we could not market, and this year he told us we could. But the, I went three years no marketing. The oldest Hebraic prayer in the world is called the Shema prayer. Jesus would have prayed it twice a day. Hear, and obey. Here and obey. You know what makes me so mad about myself? I'm trying to get out of self-hatred and be gentle with myself. When he tells me to do something, I don't do it. Yeah. For for me, I'm starting to have more success in physical capital. And the physical capital is is um, not just your body, but also we only have 24 hours in a day, and we can steward it. We all have the same amount of time. But the father's told me something about 12 times just for what's right for me with eating. And uh, my wife and I had a, a conversation uh, two weeks ago about it. You know what I love about Abba is that he was uh, gracious to you. Yeah. I mean, so you didn't obey. And here, and then you said, all right, God, what's for this year? And he goes, same thing I said last year. But, but, but then the quadruple happened. Yeah. So you know what? When we drop the ball, get off the mat. He's gracious. He's a good God. But I'm going to tell you something. He is a, uh, how do I say this? I've never been in a counseling session with me and the father as though we're equal parties. I don't want to use the word stubborn. That's not the right word. He is uh, set in his ways. Yeah. I love what Graham Cook says. If you're ever incompatible with God, that's awful for you because he's not changing. So if he says, Bo, you're not going to mark it, <laughs> I don't think you're supposed to mark it. Right. One time he told me, he said, Chad, don't make me, don't try to make me laugh. I told you what to do. Cause I was just trying to, ah, blah, blah. I, but you know what? He's, he's success. He's God. He's, he knows what's best. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, Simon says, Hey, where are we going to get money to pay taxes? Lord says, go catch a fish. Huh? Why? <laughs> if he says don't market, he probably will multiply your nets, the fish in the nets. And, and by the way, we're not saying that there's anything illegal about marketing, no. but in this kingdom, you are not the CEO of your business. Yes. I asked him why recently. I'm like, why did you, for three years, I could not market? And he said, because you were telling everybody and yourself you trusted me, but you did not trust me. And, mm. yeah, and... You truly didn't care about the people on the other side. They were a transaction. I'm trying to get to your heart to care for the people and not the transaction and to trust me. We're a work in progress. I think a lot of us, we think when we get to heaven, everything's ended. I, I think it begins. I think that even in eternity, you think about this, eternity. In eternity, we are growing in the knowledge of who he is. Wow. Deeper and deeper in love with him. Before we close, I got to tell you something funny. I hadn't told you this. I was at the golf course. I usually play on Fridays. Three weeks ago, I was on the putting green. I said, Father, 
you are loaded. You know what he said to me? He said, Chad, I don't have any money. I'm above currency. I started laughing. And I was like, my point still stands. You're so loaded, you're above currency. That's the God we serve. So good. Uh, you know, here's the deal. You don't have to participate. A lot of the talk about the economy, collapse coming and all that kind of stuff. Okay. You actually, in this kingdom, we don't have to participate in any of it because our Father is above all. But here's what happens in the marketplace. We lose out, Psalm 78, we limit God. We lose out on a harvest, even financial harvest, because of a lack of trust. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is it's like, oh, thank you for that word, Father, but I, I have to mark it because X, Y, Z is coming. Right. No. Remember the crazy prophet? I think it was Isaiah, maybe. He made sleep on his left side for like 340 days. We, You and me were laughing before the show about God speaking through a donkey. I bless you. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray for people that are listening to us that they would just trust God in their business. Pray as you're led, Bo. Father, thank you so much, Lord, for all the people that are listening to this uh, podcast. What little bit I've learned to trust in you, I just ask that it goes upon these people sevenfold, that they will trust in you. Show up every time, Lord, as they're taking sometimes tiny steps into trust. Lord, just show up in a big way that just builds their confidence and their faith and their trust in you and even even more. I just encourage them that to believe what the Word of God says, that He is there for us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. And I just bless these people in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thanks for joining us on the Coach and Joe Leadership Podcast. Don't miss the Coach and Joe Talk Show on YouTube and check out coachandjoe.com for more resources, blogs, and merch. We will see you next time.